Alright, three, two, one. How's it going everybody and welcome back to Dirt Stuff with the N2.0 podcast. And as always, I'm your host Ian. In today's episode, I'm actually going to talk about an interesting topic. As you guys have read the title, should more, you know, like comic book or like, you know, universe, movie universe style movies and TV shows, you know... Should they do one and the other and make sure they're interconnected? And I'm going to kind of give, to me, just kind of like my opinion. I might throw out some pros and cons for it as well, kind of to make it a little easy. So, recently I just finished up WandaVision and I started thinking about this after, even after I'd finished Mandalorian season two and when I thought about it you know why should more TV studios if they're able to establish themselves a you know their cinematic universe and they want to expand on their cinematic universe into TV should they and the more I thought about it I'm like It kind of makes sense. Like, DC for a while, they they really, in regards to, you know, their animated universe, and their TV shows for the most part at the beginning, were, you know, were they the best? No, but they were solid enough that they were giving fans of DC the chance to be excited. You know, to get stuff they wouldn't normally see in a movie. And that, to me, worked well. It wasn't until later where I feel like that format, they they lost that key format. And I feel like around when, ne- when Netflix's Daredevil really showed up is when you really saw the shift in how good a superhero show could be in comparison. And how it could still file into the, particularly the MCU, that it worked well. Now, to me, then again, if you look at it, I mean, Daredevil's an exceptional character to already write anyways, and in a lot of ways, they really nailed his key aspects, while they failed with other characters, particularly Iron Fist, because there was things that they just didn't do correctly. I mean, personally, I think that Four out of the five characters that DC, or I say, the Marvel Netflix shows had. Punisher, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. All four were nailed perfectly. I think Iron Fist, and I don't think it was to Finn Jones' decrement or detriment. I think that they didn't work him in. The way they could have. And in my opinion. I think it would have been more interesting to have worked him into. Luke Cage. And make it more heroes for hire. Than it would have been the way they wanted to. Because I'm a giant Iron Fist fan. But. I see. You know. Where they, they should have changed it up. And I get. You know. You kind of want to make him his own character. He's a high level martial artist. He's a very interesting character. 
and you can play a lot with it. Unfortunately, he just the series just wasn't written well, and by the time it was trying to get its legs underneath itself, you know, going season three, it was it was cut, which I mean it kind of worked out for a lot of people in that sense. And particularly, you know, for Net Marvel's Netflix and then Disney Plus and the MCU kind of taking their foot off the brake on them. Even though I feel like they really could have done more Punisher. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like Punisher is a new character to write. But I'm digressing what I'm getting at. You know, Marvel's Netflix, the MCU, and what a lot of what Marvel's doing is they're, for the most part, most of their shows stay within continuity of each other. You know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., unfortunately for what it provided it gave some cool stuff for people and fans but it was never one that was reflected in the movies so even though you got robbie reyes ghost rider and you got inhumans and you got absorb man you got some great characters to see unfortunately they never were fully taken advantage of they never really got you know the chance to really shine you had Agent Coulson, you had a bunch of good actors and roles to fit. But unfortunately, they they never found a way to make sure that both coincided well. That's where I feel like the Marvel Netflix series kind of, in a lot of ways, it did itself justice. Is that it stayed off that path. Of being fully affected by, you know, why would go on with the MCU? They acknowledged it, but they made sure their stuff was just so far off from them that you never have to worry about seeing Captain America and the real Avengers, you know, showing up on Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, and the Punisher. They they allowed that to kind of happen. Now, certain stakes you probably could have believed they could have been there, but end of the day, you know, there's stuff that I feel like they could have done better with. There's stuff that it worked out the way it should have, in my opinion. Now, I'm not going to do any spoilery stuff because at the end of the day, I don't know who's watched what. And I really don't want to spoil anything for anybody that either hasn't watched WandaVision, hasn't watched Daredevil, Luke Cage, anything like that. So I'm just going to keep you generalities. For everybody. So. In regards to what the MCU has done for the most part. About. I'll give it a good solid 90 to 95%. They've kept good continuity. With. And. I think that. Now the fact that. They're really not doing a lot of movies. Or they're bigger movies there right now. They could do. They're not doing. So you're getting. You know. WandaVision. You're getting. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you're getting Loki, you're getting a She-Hulk TV series, you're getting a bunch of TV series that I feel like a lot of people went clamoring for, and I think it works out well because now you have a base for a character instead of doing like maybe a two-hour origin movie, which they, they've shown origin movies have the ability to be really hit or miss, and they don't always do as well. Or they 
they get enough interest, but not enough to warrant, you know, the amount of money they had to put into it a lot of times. So, to me, I like that they're really taking advantage of Disney+. Plus. To me, I also like the fact that their episode count is not high. If I compare their episode count to, you know, what CW has for a lot of their DC shows, like, Marvel's is, like, less than half. Like, they're usually, when it was on Netflix, I think their max was, like, 12 to 13 episodes, which to me is perfect, because it's not a lot. You can do one or two filler episodes that kind of fall in line that move a store that do more subplot points moving rather than I have 22 to 24 episodes. I have solid 10 to 10 to 13 of those are filler. Just villain of the day kind of power Rangers type episodes. And the other one, the other, you know, 10 episodes or so are really just actual plot movement. You know, cut that back. Take advantage of that. Let the writers have a more focused up, you know, chance to write a good story. And I feel like that's something that, you know, Marvel's doing well with. And to me, I don't even want to forget about Mandalorian. Dude, Mandalorian's knocking out the park for Star Wars in general. So, <clears throat> to me, Mandalorian revitalized what Star Wars needed. Like, then this is me kind of like diverging off of the Marvel and DC stuff, but you know, people forget Star Wars at one point was one of the was one of the big properties. It was just something that was just never owned by Marvel or DC. It wasn't until recently in the last, I think, what, decade that Marvel really has had the chance to really, you know, get in there and really cut their teeth. Actually, I think it's, yeah, it's probably going on about a decade. I think it's probably been more like six to seven years, something like that, but we're going to put it within the last decade that they really were able to start cutting their teeth. You know, they tried the new trilogy, which had successes and had its failures. You know, they've had their books, and their books are not bad. My opinion, I think they, they for the most part, have been able to nail, like, Darth Vader and give us some good stories. And if you have read any of the Darth Vader comic books, like, to me, they're really good. And I've actually liked those a lot. It's just, sometimes they don't always translate well into film right now. And that's kind of been the thing with comic books in general, is not all the time should they get a adaptation. You know, it wasn't until, realistically, that John Favreau, the grandfather of the MCU, was just like, hey, I, I can I can fix the... I can fix Star Wars, just, just give me two seconds. <laughs> and he pitched Mandalorian, and a lot of people were like, yo, man, like, it's, it's somebody new. We never really messed around with any of the bounty hunters. Boba Fett's kind of race of people was unknown. Even to certain people, like, we know they're called Mandalorians and Mand from Mandalore. But unless you were, like, high into, like, a lot of the, D like, Star Wars 
you know, geekdom and their their origin and everything like that, the casual fan wasn't into it. Like, even I'm not that crazy into, you know, the Star Wars lore that even goes as far back as, you know, Dark Horse comics and, like, what they did. Like, to me, like, I can appreciate them. But I also, you know, I've, in certain aspects, it was never something I found myself very interested in. Mandalorian season one and two, they they found a way to cut out their own little area of Star Wars, make some characters who are not Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, or Leia, or Princess Leia, you know, really prevalent. You know that they're there at some point, and you know that in this when this time's going on, it's like five years after the uh, Return of the Jedi that realistically you know you have a whole new cast of characters and you kind of just go on a separate journey you don't have to really think too hard and you get to do to see where they want to take it see where john Favreau and them are really going to either bolster the mythos or if they're going to change certain things and to me i think they've done a good job of all of that in all honesty I mean, I'm not even going to say anything about season two because, again, I don't know who's watched that, and I would assume people would, but, I mean, same time, they've nailed it when it comes down to, you know, just what the mythos they've built up and how much they have really revitalized the franchise. Like, a lot of people panned it after the, it's like the rise of the Skywalker, like, they really did, and to me, it's it's bad when I look at a property that's supposed to be as strong as it is, got, you know, utterly destroyed by, in certain ways, you know, I'm trying to think how I want to uh, word this. They just kept trying to appease the fans with their... With their choices. And it didn't work out as well as they thought. Now. In retrospect. When I see what Mandal. Or I guess now what I see. I shouldn't even say. In retro, yeah I'll say within retrospect. When I look at those movies. They tried to tell a story. They tried to. See if they could use the old characters. To introduce new characters. To get a new Star Wars universe going. And unfortunately, in the movies, it just didn't happen. People are kind of like, yeah, dude, you guys dropped the ball. But then when you look at Mandalorian, it's just a TV show that's maybe 8 to 10 episodes per season right now. It's only on two seasons. They managed to do it easily. And they did it in a lot of ways without pushing the buttons of everybody. And people who are big fans of them are like... Dude, I want more. Like, I I want to see more. Like, we're all clamoring for season three already. You know, we're clamoring for all the new Star Wars TV shows because we know that it's a new medium they can play with. And they're not messing too much with continuity. They're able to actually build up. And I feel like right now, particularly for Disney, in particular for MCU and Star Wars, they're really able to interchange both 
at such a high level and with such good stories, they're able to seamlessly make them work. And I feel like, you know, DC has the ability to do the same. You know, DC with their Crisis on Infinite Earths kind of crossover, you saw, you know, the Justice League movie Flash crossover with the Justice League TV Flash. And to me, that was interesting. It shows they could do it. But I think that in order for them to succeed in aspects, as crazy as it is, you kind of almost have to nowadays do a TV show like a Batman TV show, like a season of Batman, a season of Superman, a season of Wonder Woman, and kind of in a lot of ways save some of the other characters for movies. You know, really take advantage of the characters that you know could do a movie, but their story be better set and could be better expanded in a TV show. In all honesty, like, a lot of people right now, for the new Superman and Lois TV show, I'm not the most crazy about watching it, but I'm hearing a lot of people like what it's doing. I'll check it out for myself at some point. Because I'm like, if as long as they are able to nail the characters and do them justice, then to me, I'll support it. But if they, in a lot of ways, like what happened with Green Arrow and The Flash, like I felt like, to be honest, they, they dropped the ball. Like, to me, I think Black Lightning, it, it kept its purpose up. It kept its its goal for what it wanted to do straight and forward. It never really had to worry about doing too much. And I think that attributed to it with a good episode count. Because you never felt as though the story ever fell away from itself. And that, to me, I think is what Black Lightning did really well with in comparison. Now, let's kind of, now that I've kind of talked about it, I'll kind of list off the the pros that I've kind of a pro, that I've talked about. Pros, especially for movies and TV shows being flawlessly done together, you can have good continuity in stories. You can have, you know, the actors you have for your movies go into the TV shows and you can mess around. You can do lesser episode count. You can have where, you know, realistically, you can have your stories in a lot of ways get bolstered better because as long as they're well written and they are able to interconnect well and they're able to do you know, stories that don't always have to go to the big screen, you can get viewers at home. Because let's be honest here, right now with the global pandemic, no one's going to the movie theater. And if, even if you can, you know, it doesn't always guarantee your movie theater's open. So they're, they're trying to take advantage of the silver screen. And to me, I think this is another way for them to really and truly jump in on it. And I think it's beneficial. And honestly, you're able to do characters that wouldn't do well on screen better in TV. You know, I, I feel like Daredevil is a better character for a TV show than he is for a movie. He can be used in a movie, but I feel like if you're going to make sure his story is told properly, 
a TV show is where he fits better. Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Punisher, Jessica Jones. You know, I feel like they work better. I think Green Arrow still works as a good TV show. You know, Batman, I think you can kind of... You can do either or with him as a character. Because I feel like Batman and a lot of the DC characters, they have the ability to really, you know, have their own side stories. And I think it benefits them. I also think that you can do the movies with them as well. But you need to make sure that they flow seamlessly. Now, this is where the cons come up. You know, a lot of writers doesn't always guarantee just because they're writing your TV show does not always mean they're following continuity. So some of them can mess with stuff. That, that'd be one of the bigger things that comes up out of the whole movie to TV series, you know, concept. Like, if I look at, you know, Gotham, if Gotham had tried to do, if they tried to take the Batman from Gotham and let's say put him at, make that the young Ben Affleck Batman per se, let's just go with that. It wouldn't work because they did so much that to me, they, they origin build, but they never really and truly in certain aspects, they did too many young, like young Bruce Wayne stories for some of his best stories, for Batman in particular. And he really wasn't even get to be the hero. Like, when you introduce Bane that that way, like, to me, doesn't make much sense at that, you know, young of it. Save a character like Bane for a movie or for a TV show where, you know, Nightfall built it up. It made it so that it played well. And it did that. That's where I feel like, for me, one of the bigger issues comes up is not that it couldn't be done for movie to TV show. But a lot of times TV shows and you know, the writers, they want, to, they want to do as crazy big stories as they possibly can. And doesn't always work that way. Realistically, you need to have, you know, the idea that if you're going to do the bigger story at the end, it needs to have a reason for why it gets there. Or make sure that it flows into the movie. The next movie they want to do. Like, if you're going to do a Batman Nightfall TV series, I think that'd be perfect. But I think that you would have to really and truly make the TV series... The side. The the lead up. You know, the prequel and the lead up to what you want to do. And then, realistically, you could, I mean, you could do the TV series and all intents and purposes pretty easily. If I really want to do it, but I would make sure that, I don't know, I, <laughs> sorry, I'm rambling, let me kind of run this back for it if i was going to do it tv show would be the prequel leading up batman solves crimes he faces a couple small time villains you know like the uh 
like the ventriloquist with Scarface, maybe Penguin, Zaz. You give those smaller villains that wear Batman down. Then you do the big movie where you show like Scarecrow and the Joker, and you finally have Batman just completely exhausted. People watch the TV show, they've seen Batman get there, and you give them a payoff. Bane beats Batman, breaks his back, and essentially now you, during that, you've built up Jean-Paul Valet to be the next Batman who is Azrael. You have ability to do it. Not all the time would it work well between, at least to me, with continuity for the writers on both to kind of stay consistent. You really would have to make sure you have somebody going in between to make that. I also think for a con, now sorry, somebody's going to be like, dude, yo, you just ranted for like five minutes, feeling like about nothing, and I apologize about that. But my brain really wants to do a Batman Nightfall TV show now. And I didn't know I wanted it until I talked about it. So I apologize. But uh, another con that really comes up to me is sometimes you limit yourself intentionally. In the sense of, oh, well, I want to do a movie. Well, no, man, I want to introduce Rachel Ghoul into my TV show. I want to do this and that. And it becomes more of a, what can I pick that still goes in line to make my TV show still a hit, while at the same time allow my movie to stay successful? If that, that juggle game becomes harder. And, oh, well, my network I'm on, they want me to do more episodes. Well, now I've got to find ways to do more filler stuff. And it becomes not a thing of, you know, it's not like somebody can't do it. It becomes more of a hassle where you have to balance everything. And unfortunately, that's where I feel like for Disney Plus, the way it's doing and what HBO Max and what they're able to do, I think they have more freedom with those characters than a lot of like these syndicated like CBS, Fox, ABC NBC style TV shows would. So if I was to me, if I was going to do those TV shows, I'd preferably put them on HBO Max or I'd put them on Disney Plus or Netflix. This way, they don't have to worry about having to have longer episodes. I would corely focus them on what's going on and wrap them up. And to me, that. That's one of the bigger issues right there is now you're having people pay to see content for a series they really want to watch. Like, I think Titans did a good job of, you know, nailing the essence of the characters. And I think they did a good job with Nightwing, Hawk, and Dove. But we'll never really be able to see those Titans be brought over to the main DC movies do the fact that DC didn't want to pull the trigger on it. Like, could you imagine instead of uh, it being the the blonde-haired Bruce Wayne that showed up in Titans for people who haven't watched it? It it he's been out. I'm gonna spoil this a little bit. Bruce Wayne does show up. I'm not really spoiling anything crazy, but it does happen. Bruce Wayne finally shows up and. 
to me, I felt like it was a letdown with that. I would have preferred to see Ben Affleck. Like, if Ben Affleck, Bruce Wayne showed up, that would have solidified what they were doing. And it would have been way more interesting. You have Ben Affleck, Batman show up. You have Henry Cavill, Superman show up. You, you interconnect what Titans is doing with the DC Universe. And DC, the DCEU. And now you've got a lot more to do. And now you have an idea of how to really bring them together. To me, there's a lot of ability that was a, a failed thing that really, I feel like, could have really set that series up to be even more successful. Doom Patrol, it's a weird series to begin with. And it's meant for, if you're somebody who really enjoys weird superhero books, comic books, go for it. If you're like, oh, I don't know how I feel, don't waste your time. It's fun. I think it nails certain things. But I also feel as though it's it's not for everybody. But with Titans, I feel like that would have benefited it. I mean, I like the people they got. I think the actors and actresses would have done perfect for the DCEU, and you would have been able to really play with them as characters. You know, I the fact that you would have had Nightwing in the DCEU, you would have had Jason Todd, DCEU, you've had Beast Boy, Connor Kent, Wonder Girl, Aqualad, Hawk and Dove, you have a lot of very serious takes on the characters and very good ideas to play with them. I think it would have been perfect. And I think a lot of people would have praised DC for that move. I also think the... I cannot remember the guy's name who plays Black Lightning. Introducing Black Lightning, even have him cross over into it. I think he would have been perfect to have him in the DCEU. I think there's plenty of ability for them to cross over. I think that you have to take that that chance and that works have to unfortunately work with copyright copyright people and all that stuff and i think it would have been perfect in my opinion so uh, let me kind of wrap this up in a bow because i feel like i've ranted and raved and i feel like somebody's gonna be like man dude you really kind of said a lot of stuff that i've got to think about but all saying at the same time you said a lot of stuff that's kind of like i don't know like you you kind of just ranted and raved. So, personally, I think if you're going to do a TV show and a movie and give those crossover continuities and universes, do it. I think you have the chance. Why not? I feel like for, for me, if you're going to go that route, make sure your series has that. You know, plan that well. Make sure that your actors and actresses are down to do the crossovers. Make sure you've got all the copyrights done. This way you don't have to worry about, you know, going through everything. The way that people, a lot of these characters have to go through. And get them into these things. And you'll see the benefits. I think WandaVision and Mandalorian showed you really can... Your movies and your universe can succeed... With even better heights, with even better stories that are put in long time and have more chances to expand and develop 
than a two and a half, two to two and a half hour movie. And I think more companies like DC, even Dark Horse, even you know Boom and IDW, if they have a chance to do their TV shows, they should take advantage of that. And to me, I think it just makes sense. So that being said, thank you guys for listening. Sorry again for all the rant, ranting and raving. My brain was just like, dude, you want to talk about Batman. You want to talk about DC. I know that's really what I've been talking about recently. And, uh, yeah, that's all really my craziness right now. So, with that being said, you guys can always find me on Anchor, Podbean, Spotify, Apple iTunes, anywhere you guys listen to your, your podcast. As well as you guys can always find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at NerdStuffWithIan. Find me at my email at nerdstuffwithian at gmail.com. And you guys can always find me at Comics Amino. And, yeah, with that being said, if you guys ever have any questions, you're like, man, dude, like, I want to talk more about this stuff. I want to hear, you know, how you would do a TV show or movie continuity or, you know, what do you think should work out or, you know, what comic books are you reading, anything like that. I don't mind talking about it. It definitely kind of beats this whole i'm like oh yeah well i'll figure it out so with that being said thank you guys for listening and as always you guys are the best later